Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran. Uh, here we are today, uh, going right through uh, season three. Um, I say, yeah, New Year's uh, resolution. I just got off uh, the treadmill, and uh, it's funny. Every time I make a New Year's uh, resolution, uh, it never always goes through the way I would have wanted it to. <laughs> and um but uh this year i mean like you know just looking to uh stay healthy and uh you know get back to some of my regular exercising uh, routines that i had uh tried my best to keep up with before and um and you know feel free guys to let me know on social media what are your new year's uh, resolutions uh, i'm really curious to see if uh first off if you made any new year's uh, resolutions and if you did are you sticking with them or did you break it already and you're like that's oh, fine i'll do it next year because i think we all do that at some points um so uh anyway yeah be sure to let me know um what's going on with you guys in that regard so uh anyways uh, enough about that. Uh, this week, guys, this Friday night, uh, before we get into the show, I'm going to plug my show. Uh, th- this Friday night, of course, is our Night of One Acts. Um, so, of course, we have two One Act plays with a delicious assorted desserts in between. Uh, you can uh, RSVP by texting or calling 1506-624-3315. And uh, tickets are $25 at the Beaver Brookkin Center. Um, show starts at 7. Uh, doors open about 6.30. So uh, look forward to seeing a lot of you guys there. Uh, and uh, be sure to come support local talent um so there's my uh plug for that one uh and stay tuned for um our uh episode next week where it will be a special insiders podcast uh with the cast uh of the night of one x and uh we'll just talk about the show a bit and uh yes so so stay tuned for that but anyways that's in the future let's stay focused on the present so uh my guests today are uh jimmy mckinley and erica mclean uh, Jimmy, of course, has been on this podcast. Uh, I think this is his third or fourth time. I think third time. I'll have to uh, confirm that. Um, and this is Erica's first time. They are the two masterminds behind the new uh, Bell 5 TV One series that was shot here in Miramichi called O'Don's. Uh, and uh, super excited. Uh, it'll be out on January 15th. Uh, and I'm super stoked to uh, be attending the uh, premiere party that is going on at O'Donoghue's on uh, January 14th. Uh, super stoked. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that at length. And um, among uh, other things, just <laughs> what a fun conversation it is uh, with these guys. Um, and uh, later in the show, I'm going to give my thoughts uh, there's been some recent rumors with the MCU with regards to, of course, we know Jonathan Majors is out, but we have reports that he will be replaced by Coleman Domingo. And do I think he's a good choice? Let's discuss. And, uh, also later, I want to get my thoughts on, uh, Jack Black joining, um, uh, an- another video game inspired movie that, uh, some of us question, is it necessary? Is it not? Uh, and that's of course the Minecraft movie, Jack Black, uh, will talk about that later on and uh yeah yeah so anyways guys uh, sit back relax and uh enjoy the podcast today Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Corcoran Entertainment Show. I'm your host, Frankie Corcoran, and today I am joined by 
uh, two people, the two masterminds. I just spit on my uh, computer screen. Uh, <laughs> you guys can't see that. Um, I'm joined by uh, the two. <laughs> Welcome to the Cork Entertainment Show podcast. Where we're, we're um... <laughs> I don't know how you spit on me, but you spit on me through the computer. <laughs> I'm not even there. Eric yeah. is just like, ah, oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh oh man i love these uh intros every time jimmy's on the show it's like we're always laughing for like 20 minutes and then we're like what what, what, what are we talking about again 20 yeah okay yeah. <laughs> so for uh the two masterminds behind the new bell 5 tv1 series odons which is out january 15th uh which is less than a week at the time of this recording uh Today, you guys are listening to this on January 9th. It'll be out January 15th. Uh, the two masterminds, first off, uh, we have uh, Jimmy McKinley, who uh, is a producer and star, and he's also been on the podcast before. How are you, Jimmy? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Always great love to coming back. Always love, love it. Back. Love having you on. And then we have uh, the creator, writer, uh, all that stuff, the the brains behind the operation, uh, Erica McLean. How are you, Erica? I'm doing fantastic. So happy to be here. Oh, and I'm so happy to have you here because it's so funny. Any time with a show or something like that, we never see, you know, like we always see the stars, but we never see the creator. You know what I mean? Like we never see who is responsible for this. So how does it feel? Because uh, I remember the first post uh, back when the show started filming, uh, you had this post. It, it was basically like five years ago. I was serving someone uh, in the pub, and now here we are, five years later, and now we're shooting a show here. Is it still kind of feel like, oh my god, is this real? Like, how, how's it been? It does in a lot of ways, especially because when I was working at the same pub, you know, it was eons ago. You know, there's many changes that have happened since then. But when I was working back then. I was not in a good space, like mentally, I was not in a good space, you know, and you know, it was the, the kind of job where you're like, you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I have to go to work. Oh, I have to go to work. And then you clock out and you're like, what was that? What was that? And every day I would go in, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a, a sitcom. I feel like I'm in a TV show. That's just never ending. And then one of my favorite customers was actually Jimmy because in the little, um, pockets that I had where, you know, I didn't hate my job where when Jimmy would come in, he would grab a pint and we would just talk silly nonsense, absolute goofiness. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to my job that I hated, but you know, in those little moments, you know, you had like, you, you had your little moments of peace, which was nice. And I just think it's so um, poetic that, you know, that we got to work on this project together. Absolutely. It's all come full circle. And it's just crazy how back then you didn't even really think about it. Like, oh, how cool would that be? And now here you are five years later and it's premiering, well, in a week. You know, like, uh, of course, we uh, there's the the party, which is sold out. The premiere party sold out, by the way. And that sold out uh, pretty quickly. Uh, hey, Jimmy, the, the post came up and then like 24 hours later, you were like, ah, yep, sold out. I know. And I wish there was more levels onto this beautiful little pub that we could have everyone, everyone in the city and people have been reaching out to me trying to trying to get in and I'm, you hate saying no and say, oh, maybe I can figure You know, it's it, so it's it was overwhelming. I wasn't sure. I was like, do I want to do a premiere event? Do I not? Because, I mean, you know, regardless, it's going to come out on Bell 5 on, on next Monday, the 15th. And I said, you know what, why don't we like, why don't we, um, this was a very locally made show. Um, 
producers and and, and actors uh, from Miramichi and all such as yourself was in the movie Frankie and I'm not sure if you know that you're in the show. Um, Wait, what AI? <laughs> we, I thought it was um, AI. <laughs> we AI'd you in. <laughs> we, we CGI'd Frankie and thank God I had that uh, CGI cartoon of Frankie saved my. Yeah, you're way too busy for us. But um, yeah, long story short, you know me go off on tangents, but um. <laughs> Thank you. It was very, very overwhelming, uh, and we're we were happy that people are very excited about seeing a, a television show that's been shot in their hometown. Um, you know, fictionally, loosely based on a on a, a you know filmed at a beloved pub in their hometown as well in the Irish capital of Canada. So we very excited about it. Um, my parents are coming, so I can prove to them that I'm an actor after 17 years and <laughs> trying to make it in the business in Mary but uh they're excited Erica's parents are excited everyone's excited and I wish everyone could come but 100 people are coming and <laughs> so that's all that's all that we can fit in the building Thank no you. oh my god that's awesome did Terry match it I was talking to our mutual friend Terry match and I said yes. yeah are you going to a Jimmy's premiere I said uh I, I uh they're almost sold out uh at the time, uh, you guys weren't sold out yet. He's like, oh, it's fine. I'll just text Jimmy and just say, save me two tickets. And I know he will. Yeah. So did he reach out to you? I think he has my old number. Oh, I think he has my old number from Giver Magazine. Uh, or he just I'll forgot. To, yeah, I'll have to reach out to him and see what we can do. But uh, I'd love to have him there. I'd love to see. I haven't seen Terry in, 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 a, in quite some time. So I love that man and learned a lot about um, just marketing, just everything marketing related and how to position yourself. So I love that man. And um, I've stopped doing an impression of him. So I, I'm no longer, <laughs> I love him too much, I, I, but I do a spot on impersonation of Terry Matchett. Um, <laughs> in our uh, sports days though. So it's, can we get a little bit of it or? Oh, he might sue me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but maybe later, I'll show you later, you know? We might go, yeah. I might, might come. I might go. I might be up. I might be down. Oh just my god! On your face, yeah. <laughs> you treat people. You just treat people with kindness and work hard, and amazing things will happen. And the thumbs up too. The thumbs up, yeah. People can't see the thumbs up if it's only audio, but anyway, I'm. My thumb is up. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Terry's gonna listen to this and say, "You need to take that episode down now." <laughs> yeah, I know. God Almighty, this is my well, last I episode. Don't want <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely yeah jimmy um, also does awesome impressions of my uncle paul as well which i was oh, like yeah. every time he's on we always squeeze one out of them every I'm time do it at the end, maybe at the end if we have time i'll do that. okay perfect <laughs> every time jimmy's on i feel like he like I, i'm a ventriloquist and he's just a dummy and i'm just like do this and say this is so and so it's weird that paul's actually here right now oh wait that's just my cat on the couch yeah just that's just Conan on the couch. You just hear the Pepsi can cr uh, crack open um, outside. Yeah. Like, oh, oh shit, Paul's I here. always think Paul's sitting next to me when anything's sitting next to me. So it's, <laughs> it's a cat. It's a little kitty cat. It's an orange kitty. Never come for a steak night, you know. Uh... <laughs> That's close. <laughs> Erica's like, who the hell is this Paul guy? I don't know, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. He'll get you approved for a, for a loan, for a car loan. <laughs> If you want a Ford, you call this guy. Uh, he's my how uncle, is, and he's. How has this become a, a town Ford? <laughs> this show is not sponsored by Town Ford at all. I want so a Bronco, know. Paul. Well, it's uh, a business uh, card, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, geez. So, yeah, how, how, how do we go from talking about Odons to Town Ford in like two seconds? I don't know. <laughs> but I love it. 
two people with ADHD are talking to you. And I go off on tangents all the time. There's nothing What's better. This show called again. Yeah. <laughs> this is the town board podcast yeah, hosted by yeah, Hal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, so yeah, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, Don's is what we were talking about. Oh, so, Erica, you uh, yeah. uh, created it, uh, wrote it. Um, what what can you tell the audience? Uh, what's the show about? Uh, um, how was the writing process? Uh, were there any uh, inspirations behind uh, the show? Uh, what can you tell us about that? Oh, okay. A lot to unpack, but I'm ready. Um, so the way that I pitched it to Jimmy, which over and over, I kept telling him, I was like, he would tell me like a little joke. And I'm like, haha, I've got a TV show for you. And he's like, <laughs> yeah okay everybody does and then I was like oh yeah but I've got a tv show for you and he's like yeah 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 and then I think I got him drunk enough one night and then I was like picture this and I know the audience can't see me but I've got the two fingers doing the the frame like picture this um it's a show but the genre is the office meets trailer park boys but it takes place at O'Donohue's Mm -hmm. and he's like <laughs> you know yeah, what I so thought we, though, being on set for that one day, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That was the vibe I got, just that pub setting. It's always oh, yeah. sunny in, in Miramichi, is what <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not crass is the only thing a lot of people say. They're like, oh, it sounds like it's always sunny in Philly, but it's not as like crass and it's not as like kooky crazy as always sunny in Philly. It's more like if you're getting into the kookiness, it's more like trailer park boys, you know, East Coast Canada kind of gig, like rather than just like you know, people are throwing bags of cats into a burning building. You know what I mean? <laughs> so... there, that is one episode that we have. <laughs> burning cats in, in a... <laughs> yeah, I didn't write that one, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was all Conan, the cat. My cat wrote that one. Yeah. It's episode yeah. eight. So eight was... out of the six episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bonus episode. Yeah, it was it was really exciting, though. And I the hardest part for me, honestly, was I had so many ideas and I had so many like I I just had so many plot lines and so many ideas and so many anecdotes and this and that to throw in. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. And I sat down and I wrote three episodes. And then I hit like I burnt out because I was just trying to figure everything out on my own. And I've never done this before. I've never written anything before. Um, so I ended up burning myself out and then I reached out to our executive producer, Sandy, who he's like, I got a guy. You like Sandy, he knows a guy. You're like, you need a body buried, he knows a guy. Um, yeah. you need your t- tire fixed, he knows a guy. Uh you need a Sandy writer. Sandy Hunter sounds like a Saul Goodman. I know a guy who knows a guy. It's a great yeah. name. It's a great name. Yeah. yeah. And uh so he hired on Steve. Um, and Steve, we sat down, figured out like an overall arching plot kind of like to go with what I had already written. And so basically like we have like a, a secret hidden episode that didn't make it because it just, we didn't have like we didn't have the time. We didn't have the resources. Everything comes down to money and time. So we just didn't have those two things. Um, so we have five episodes. I wrote the first three and then Steve wrote the last two um and for like one of them like i gave it like a, a bit of the beats i'm like so like this happened that's da, 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 da. and then you know steve was like all right nice and then he wrote the rest um but the last episode all steve like i wrote the first three the the fourth was a bit of a collaboration more so steve because he did most of the, like the dialogue and everything and then the last one is all steve 
Oh, okay. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. so, so what, what can you tell us about like your writing pro- uh, uh, because, uh, you had mentioned like, uh, you, you had burnt yourself out, which writing, you know, me haven't done, done so many plays and stuff like that, that happens. Like, like it really, yeah. really is difficult, but I mean, theater and TV, like those are two very different, uh, uh, what do you call them? Like, like fields. Cool, so, cool. so how would you uh, describe your process in writing? Well, first off, uh, the hardest part is uh, the pilot, I think, because it's, that's, that's what's going to draw people to this project. So uh, what can you tell us about your process in starting the show, uh, writing the scripts, especially because you said you hadn't done something like this before. Yeah. So what was it like? I find like if I'm going to give like any word of advice to anybody and I'm not a writer, but like this is my advice to anybody is like, you know, when you're just in a mood to write and you're doing something else, drop it, (laughs) drop it and write because it's so hard to force yourself to get into that mindset of writing when you're when you're like, okay, I have the time right now. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write like your brain is trying so hard to get into that mindset, to get those juices flowing, that when, if you're already like, say you're cooking something and like a brilliant thing comes into your head, stop what you're doing, write it down, write down as much as you can about it and then go back. And then even when you're not as inspired, you can pull out your notes and look through them. Yeah, that's a great way to uh, uh, to, to do it actually, because it doesn't come to you, like you could easily say, okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna write this script. And then once you actually sit down and you're like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Go walk the dog or go work on something. And then it comes to you. Like, it's really weird how that works. And some people might not get it. Uh, Do you have people who were kind of like, oh, how hard can it be? Like, Erica, it's fine. Like, uh, you can do this. I did that to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I did that to myself. And I think that's also what burnt me out so badly is I'm like, you have it in your brain put it on the paper. You have these ideas in your head. You can do it. Just do the thing. And I used to just beat myself up over and over and over again because I wasn't meeting these unrealistic standards that I had set for myself. Nobody else was doing it to me. I had set these unrealistic standards for myself and I wasn't meeting them. So I was burning myself out more by instead of rewarding myself, like, look at that, you came up with something really cool. Oh, wow, that's a really good joke. Like, look at you go. Instead, I was like, it's not enough. It's not enough. And then <laughs> and then I think that's why I ended up getting burnt out by the third episode was because I had all these ideas, but it just was never enough for me. I always needed it to be like a million percent all the time, which nothing's ever going to be perfect, but mm. I needed it to be perfect and um yeah i think that was my, my i was my biggest downfall as rupaul would say my own saboteur you know <laughs> uh the and i if i can interject too the, yeah. the way we did it kind of not backwards but in different order of how writers and and people that are pitching to a television network see this kind of all happened in a weird order, kind of like how you would shoot a, a film or a TV show. You, you sometimes you shoot out of sequence to to be a fit to be economically feasible and efficient, right? Um, Bell and, and I, you know, I feel responsible a little bit for burning her out that quickly because it was because we talked so many times and we, we we knew that we had to have a TV show delivered by September 2023 because Bell had approached me after we did the canoe project in Newfoundland. And they said, oh, you're, you know, 
you're kind of funny. You kind of act funny. It was like, how would you like to to do something in, do you have any ideas? Do you have any anything that you would like to do in your hometown? We can do a regional show. You know, Bell, Bell 5 is, is public access television. It's people in your backyard doing a cooking show or doing, you know, it's, it's, it's community-based television. And uh, so that's when, and I had a couple of... <laughs> ideas that weren't that good i think i had an idea of a show in a taxi stand and my dad said i think that's been done before <laughs> so what i'm gonna call danny devito what are you talking about <laughs> if he's up for it i don't know why i was doing a new england accent but uh that's my new england accent um and then i i told i went to erica i said would you like to have lunch i think we went to riverside entertainment center and got veggie burgers and, and i you know i pitched to her this idea to, to for us to create this television show based on the idea that she pitched to me. And I was like, Hey, we have an opportunity to, to do, to do this. Would you like to do it with me and through bell five? And, and so then we're, we, we were in cahoots then after then, and we started creating these characters and she created all these characters and, and, and ideas. And, and, and I think all, like most of those ideas are, are translated very, very well in throughout this, really hilarious five episodes that we have and i think people are going to be able to relate to it but they're also gonna even if you're not a server or a chef or or a or a bartender we want it to really shine for those people we want it to be like you know as accurate as we can and 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 funny as we can but we also want you know all of canada to enjoy this whether or not because if nothing else you're a patron at a pub so you'll be able to relate <laughs> to, to, to a lot of aspects of this but yeah it's been a lot of work and a lot of time went into this and a lot of Erica's blood, sweat and tears over the years being a server and, and writing the bulk of, of the, these five episodes, the three, and then helping out with other, other things as well. So uh, I've seen the episodes, I don't know how many times now, so I, I really think people are going to like them. I just saw the promo teaser trailer this morning, uh, which will be, I think, released later this week on, on for the public to see. So we're excited to finally be able to talk about this show. Cause I think once I was on your show before Frankie, and this was just super an idea that Eric yeah, and I yes. were meeting, we were meeting at Mill Cove coffee and, yeah. and I think we've named every local business. Uh, <laughs> yeah, on our they don't check. sponsor us by the way. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, we go to Kathleen. Um, and then, we uh yeah it's it, to, to get back to what i was trying to say it, it's we we kind of did it out of order we were writing because we knew we had to write right right erica mm. we yeah. had to deliver a rough cut we had to deliver the rough cut of the drafts and that so it's not like oh i have this i you know we have an idea let's take two or three years and really write it and, and and let's pitch it to every single broadcaster in town see we had the broadcaster lined up already and then they're like you, you know create that's how they operate so it's like and it really makes you uh it keeps you on your toes and it's it's almost like kind of going to uh, taking a course in, in screenwriting or screen or acting or or filmmaking it's it's uh it really forces you to do it and uh i learned a lot uh you know with this and the canoe project and and some other projects with bell and um yeah, it's just anything, anytime you're uncomfortable, you're usually learning something. So I've learned that many times doing uh, things in this industry, but it's the only place for me. There's no real plan B. So 
I love it. I love it. Sounds like I hate it, but I I love it. I was going to say, yeah, Jimmy, you sound miserable yeah. right now. Sounds like I'm going to apply at the <laughs> at the payroll center here in a minute. Um, <laughs> halfway through the application. No, uh, no, I'm I'm not. I uh, don't plan on doing anything else. So I, um, yeah, it's been an experience and a great, a great, a really good experience. As a Terry Matthews said, Jimmy, he belongs on stage. Like that man belongs on, you know, uh, uh, in front of a screen and on stage. Like, you know, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, uh, he's, he's always given me a, a swift kick in the arse to, to uh, continue on this path. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Always got to have those good supporters, the, uh, those supporters. Like they really, they really, really you help you. You, um, you do have support. Yeah. And it's uh, funny that, 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 that uh, you had mentioned the last time that you were on here, it was very hush hush, but I remember it was, uh, the when we were gonna do the episode that was back January last year, we had to delay. I think it, it was like a week or two because you were having meetings with uh yeah. Bell and, and stuff like that. So you're like, yeah, just keep this on the download, but might have to postpone because uh, you know, I'm I'm talking with Bell about a show that we might be doing in the summer, and then that was it. I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> and then later here we uh, find out like, oh wow, there is actually like, like wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. it, it all started off as just a, yeah, you know, might, might, might do something here. And then now here we are, the premiere's almost here. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's unreal. It, 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 it's, I'm always shocked that I'm, con I continue to exist in, 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 in an industry that I've always wanted to work in. And if, and if, uh, you know, myself and Erica, like if we're lucky enough to be a writer or an actor for a little bit of the year you know and and show what we can do and that's 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 great you know if i'm allowed to oh i can't believe i'm an actor all day like that's cool and then i go back to you know i can supply teach or whatever but it it's i'm always thankful for being able to do it it took a long time for thing for offers to come in but it it was worth it <laughs> and it's worth good like how patient yeah. you were uh, you know what I mean? Like some people just say, I want this yeah. given to me right now. It's mm -hmm. like, well, no, it's like it, it's different for everybody. Some people it comes so easily. Some people it takes years. And someone like you where you uh, it it took so long to come. But here you are like what, like 17 years, I think it was like well, I, mean, been working I, in I went to my first audition for Mailbox Romance and got that. But it, there's so many parts I didn't get and will continue to not get parts. But uh, the audition part if you're auditioning you're an actor yeah exactly that's part the thing of your and then you know erica she she's she she acts as well and she right you know so it it's just it's it's uh um it's just part of it and it's just like terry matchett would say you know work really hard and treat people with kindness and things will happen not things might happen <laughs> things will happen but they might happen a little later sometimes that's anyway. it. That's it. Hey, oh, yeah, no, that's it. I'll say about that. Jerry's gonna hear this. He's like, "Holy fuck!" Uh, uh, Erica, I was curious, what was it like? Uh, because I remember thinking about this. Um, you guys were filming the show. It was around the same week as uh Irish Fest, which is probably like o O'Donoghue's like busiest <clears throat> time of year. Um, yeah. I was wondering, uh, what was it like? having the bar shut down for a whole week just for your TV show. Like how did that go uh, with them? Were they like, Oh, come on. Like we're losing business here. Kind of thing. Or oh. uh, must've been more, more of an honor to have something like that happen. So, so uh, how did it all come about? It was unreal. It was, it was surreal. It was so surreal. Um, 
especially because the owners are so fantastic. They really are. They shut down, like they make most of their, any restaurant knows that you make most of your money during the summertime. You know, it's tour season, people are out and about, like um, that's the time you make money. And they shut down for a week so that we could film that. I, I can't explain how grateful I am to them for that. Like we would not have a show if it wasn't for them because we were we were scrambling. Like we were like, I'm, I'm gonna make my dad build a set in my garage. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. art, we we had no idea um, where we were gonna because when we got greenlit, Erica and I, we we didn't um, know where we were gonna film it. We didn't have a pub. The pub itself was up for sale at the time, and so there was all this uncertainty. We're like, are we gonna film it at like? the pub on the highway that's falling apart that no one owns now. And, and like, just, I, I don't know how like green screen in a pub, like who has a green screen, the old house on uh, the Morrissey bridge, just, you know, nobody's using it. Yeah. Yeah. Just the remnants of uh, Alan Legere's coffee cups where he was hiding. Um, <laughs> someone was living up here. Um, no, but uh, yeah, Eric is right. Like we had no idea again, like everything was kind of backwards. Like we got greenlit and they were like, Oh, we have to be writers. We have to create things and we have to create characters and situations. And then, Oh yeah, we, we need a pub to surround the characters and everything aligned properly. I, I wrote it as if it was an O'Donoghue's just because like yeah. for the most <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wrote it as if it was taking place in O'Donoghue's just because I'm like, I don't know what we're going to do, Jimbo. Like, I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're going to have to, you know, but. We had no idea. And then there was like, we were, th- we were like, how are we going to do this? And I was getting, I was okay until about December and then January because things start going fast and i was like where and then i think january we had it lined up for february or something like that and then all the other people involved which everyone was great at their own job like and because we didn't when we got greenlit erica and i didn't really know anyone i had i knew a bunch of people in the industry but it's like who do you reach out to first where do you start and we started with the nb film co-op with uh with a cat um cat leblanc my good friend cat leblanc at the members at the um New Brunswick Film Co-op. So she kind of connected us with people who knew people, who knew a sound guy, who knew all the things that we're not good at, but people are experts in where you don't have to say, oh, you know, that guy knows what he's doing. So it's like, we knew once you find that, then you have a team because I don't know anything about sound equipment. <laughs> I don't know anything. So, and that, nor do I own any. And or, that's you know, where you call Brian Siddle. Brian Siddle. I got, I got you covered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you got that big microphone. Yeah, Frankie Corkman's ears are still attached to, to this. Uh, to this. <laughs> How fast did you rip this equipment off his head? I just pretty, walk like that. <laughs> pretty, pretty fast. <laughs> if his ears are there. Um, but yeah, it, it's a lot of people. Anytime you've enjoyed something on screen or read a book. Or, you know, someone like, I'm not going to say almost died doing it, but like, you know, it was a lot of work and there was a lot of, you know, ups and downs and, and, and all arounds. And we got a show done that's really well made about the restaurant industry. It's a funny show with funny characters, 12 minutes each. But the best 12 minutes ever. <laughs> there were, yeah. So, I mean, that's the challenge too. It's like, how do you tell, I mean, there's short, there's short films that I've watched that are 30 second animated films. Right. So it's like people, people might say, Oh, how do you do, how do you tell a story in a minute? How do you tell, 
you get creative, <laughs> you yeah. figure it out, you get help, <laughs> you ask people, you, you, um, that's what you do for anything. It's like, how, how do you become a welder? It's like, how did you weld that table together? It's like, well, I learned how to do it. And uh, <laughs> I'm not a welder, by the way. Yeah. MBCC. Yeah. Oh, yeah. MBCC. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what do you think, Paul, Paul, Bose? <laughs> what do you think about MBCC? Um, but you just learn and, and you move forward with what you've learned and, <laughs> I'm starting to go off on a tangent of cliche things that uh, my grandmother taught me, but it's, uh, it's, it's always been true. No, I was just thinking, I don't know why I was thinking this when you guys are talking about like, we're scrambling, we're, we're, we're trying to find a pub or whatever. And I was just picturing Jimmy, like, let's just shoot it in my parents' house. And I'm just picturing like, you know, just lo- like, oh, man. I'm picturing Laura walking out, Jimmy, get these Jesus people out of my house. Like, Did you get a, ro- a fresh roll? Get a fresh <laughs> roll over there. And uh, what he's always offering roles. Um, no, yeah, and you, watching TV standing not, up. <laughs> it's not far from the truth, though. It's not. Well, we, I do not want to do it at my parents' apartment, but it's not far. We went to go see Erica's dad. I mean, just tell that story a little bit. We went over. And Art yeah. owns so much property. You tell the story. He he just. I never know what he owns because he's always buying things for stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I might use that at some point. <laughs> Dad, dad, are we in a building you own right now? He, he'd be like, oh, shit, we're in the wrong building. We're in someone else's. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just things, too. Like, he just I bought a bus. Like, he owns everything. And, um, yeah, there was one time when I was in middle school, I got off the bus, and there was a bright orange hovercraft in our yard. What? Like, the? you know those things that, like, like, like if you're on a, a bu- on a bayou and it's got the Why? big fan in the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going like, on? Those- where did he get it? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, One of the things that you put in a swamp that has yeah. the big fan that you go and see alligators with? Yes. Like going down floor, like the CSI Miami stuff? Bright orange, yes. Where? He, where? The fuck would he get that? Things. I don't know. But um, <laughs> does he, owns, he owns a building, and right now he's working on it. And the inside's pretty, like, gutted right now because he's renovating it. But he's got, like... He's got like this beautiful, like solid oak bar in it. Yeah. And he's got like tables from restaurants that have closed down. When we were never gonna own a restaurant. I don't know why. I like so <laughs> he's a collector. He's <laughs> a pack yeah, rat. Yeah. <laughs> There's a warrant well, out for it. his arrest right now. Like he stole yeah. all this shit. <laughs> Probably. No, he does it. Uh, he gets he gets it from marketplace. He gets it from wherever. But like, yeah, he's, he's got. He knows who everywhere, everyone. And he, he has some of the the original like seating from O'Donohue's before one of the like the one of the previous owners ripped everything out and ripped everything down. He, he still has like some of the original seating from like O'Donohue's. Oh. So yeah, so we were when we were in a pinch. I was like, Dad, can you build me a bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> when do you want me to start? Uh, cause we were like, yeah, cause all we really needed, we thought we really needed is just like the facade of just the bar. Right. And yes, you know what I mean? And, 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 and there was talks of maybe us doing up at the Legion in Newcastle. Cause they have that big floor, but I mean, making, cause the Legion's a beautiful, beautiful place down in Newcastle here. It's lots of space. But it would almost be more effort making a non-Irish pub look like an Irish pub than yeah. to build an Irish pub. And we know how much money we were working with. And so it's like, 
it's like the only thing we haven't uh, it's like we should have done that Wayne's World idea then just me and Erica sitting on a couch about <laughs> 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 the restaurant industry but yeah, yeah it was a tough one and we just the stars aligned and we got the pub and then they were able to it was right after Irish Fest too and so they were like with they would the week after Irish Fest they would have made you know obviously made a lot of money and they were they were giving us an opportunity because what I like about but Carol and Jamie, the people that own the pub now, which does not reflect the uh, the characters that you'll see that own the no, pub no, show. No, they're no. the <laughs> polar opposites of that uh, of of those characters. So they're they're very generous, and they, we owe them a lot. And um, they are they're big picture people. They're they're um, they see the forest of the trees, and and they trusted us to to uh, tell a story in their pub. Not about their pub, but in their in their pub about uh, fictional characters. So that's what we did somehow, that's and I so fantastic. Yeah. Well, and then also that that place O'Donohue's is going to be like a tourist uh, attraction for people visiting Miramichi who have seen the show. It, it's going to be almost like uh, you go to uh, Nova Scotia or Truro and uh, you want to go see Sunnyvale Trailer Park. You know what I mean? Like, that's what O'Donohue's is going to be to people who watch O'Don's. Like, oh, my God, they filmed. This is the actual O'Don's. You know what I mean? Like, so that's that's yeah. got to be, you know, hopefully hopefully that'll boost their, their following and their business up by, you know, a bunch. <laughs> it, it never know, man. I think what I can promise is that we we <laughs> it's done very well from what I've seen of the footage and and the and the trailer that you're going to see this week and you'll see it next week on TV um it was done very well the editing is very good the comedy is very good the the dialogue is really really funny uh i can't tell you what the names of the episodes are. well you might know them frankie but the the some of the names of the episodes i can't spoil them now but we do have some i know one of them uh, the one uh, that yeah, i did but hitting uh ideas that erica came up with and steven as well and uh, and I think it, the people that work in pubs and that they're gonna really gonna love it, and people that don't are gonna love it too. They're gonna love the characters. There's a lot of heart in it too. There's a lot of um, crazy kooky things that happen, but then things come into play later where you're like, oh, I didn't know that that character had that ability, had that in him or her. You know what I mean? So it's there's there's a lot there's a good um as daniel our director says a good crescendo he says i don't know why he's transylvanian <laughs> i do he's i love dan <laughs> he's fucking dracula when i do it but daniel vask our wonderful director who just i've never i was like man i want to find a job that i love that much that i take that seriously he's so focused and he's, uh, he's, he's just yeah and, and he's uh, so funny too i remember uh i came down to shoot my scene and uh, he's there. He's like, oh, uh, I know you before. You worked on uh, Bread Out of Water. I said, yes, I did. So when is your uh, Oscar uh, nomination coming? <laughs> something, it was something like that. I was just... <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, for sure. He was He was definitely on that second AD or first AD. And um, he, I remember uh, Peggy, uh, Erica's mom, she sent me a video of her. She recorded Daniel looking into the monitor. You remember that video? Erica. I remember. She, so she, she showed me the video. The look, I said it to Daniel, loved it. Uh, the look on his face during a scene 
of the look of joy that he knew he was getting out of the actors. I don't know who was on screen. It was your scene. Was it? Oh God! Thank God it was my scene. But uh, I think it was someone else in the scene too. But it was he was seeing what he wanted to see, and it was cool to see him see what he wanted to see. So it was cool of Erica's mom to record that. And I was like, that's a that's that's really cool to to just watch people enjoy their time working on our little TV show uh, for Bell Five. Yes, and and. Uh... You want to be sometimes intimidated. Uh, Arya's like, uh, when you have someone like Daniel who's like directing and you're just like, I hope this works well. Oh my God. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. how'd that go for you, uh, Erica, being that you uh, created uh, the show? Uh, anytime like, uh, like Daniel or any of the other uh, directors would start like, you know, going through the script and stuff like that. In your head, are you going, oh, my God, hopefully they're not judging my script. Hopefully they're not doing this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is that what starts to go through your mind? Or is it more so like, uh, oh, like, wow, like someone's reading my work, you know? It's a bit of both. It's It was mostly um, a lot of the time what I felt was like I was just so humbled because there was like both cast and crew came up to me to compliment me on the script. And even saying that out loud, I feel like I'm so full of myself. I'm like, and people were complimenting me on my script. Like, no, like it, it meant the world to me. Like it was incredible. And they were like, like, a, a, like a couple people like came out of their way, stopped what they were doing to come over to like, Oh, you're Erica. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, Oh, I loved this episode. And I love this and this. And I was like getting goosebumps. Like it was so crazy to me. You're just like, and, yeah, fuck off. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> I pull out I pull out like the like the hat and the scarf and the little megaphone and I pop out my own director chair and I'm like excuse me it was very quiet humbling. on set that's all you hear yeah. <laughs> like we're not even filming we're not even rolling um no it was very humbling and and it was also interesting to see because I write it down. It's the same thing. Like if you read a book, everybody's going to see a different picture in their head. Right. Mm. So I have to do, and that's one thing that I learned as a writer is that if I want to be clear about the picture that I'm trying to paint, I have to be very detailed and very good at describing the picture that I want to paint. Um, but also it's really cool to see how somebody can read something and how they interpret it and how they think that it would be best be seen on screen. Yes, definitely. And from what I saw, I mean, it was just uh, 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 the one day uh, that I was there, it was about half a day and just seeing it. And I was like, I remember uh, coming home and telling like my family and stuff like that. I said, this is going to be something special. I can't wait for you to see it. And uh, it's just crazy that it's, already coming up the premiere of course is a, i was gonna plug the premiere event but it's all sold out now so i mean you know yeah <laughs> to all those who didn't get tickets yeah sorry <laughs> uh, text jimmy jimmy might be able to squeeze yeah. you in your episode is what like one that like i really like i sat and i was like like rubbing my hands together like it was my like that was my favorite episode to write so I'm so excited to see how it looks. Well, <laughs> it's so funny because, uh, like, um, uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, you had sent me that one uh, little picture. It was a little picture uh, back in August. It was like the rough cut kind of thing. And I always, every time I see that, I'm like, oh, it's cool. Oh, my God, I can't stand looking at myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Like, even a bird out of water, I was like, I got to my part. I was like, oh. Oh, oh God. Okay, skip that. Frankie face, man. How could you, your <laughs> symmetrical jawline. 
<laughs> Beautiful. I wish this was a video podcast so everyone could see you. If all, if, in a strange room, it looks like a serial, serial killer's room. This is like Jeffrey. Or Donald's you're room. solving a serial killer crime. Those grad, grad photos are missing people <laughs> on, your, on your wall. <laughs> yeah, like that right there. You're like, yeah, there's my oldest. Yeah, I didn't niece. kill these people at all. <laughs> my oldest niece's uh, uh, preschool graduation. Like, you know? uh, but yeah. uh, but if only Jimmy. Uh, uh, the the good thing about this being audio only is that. Uh, you don't have that mustache and I would do a video just to see your mustache again that you have in the yeah. show. Uh, yes. Are you contemplating growing it back or what? Um, my girlfriend hates it. She said only when you're, <laughs> and you're only when you're being a different person. Yeah. Only when you're acting. Um, I love doing that. I love wearing wigs. I love changing my look. I love doing all that stuff tattoos the neck tattoos and the arm sleeve tattoos that my character has i love doing that i with with other roles i played years ago i found some some of those roles where i wasn't really acting and and you know erica gave me an opportunity to play this character that she created that i get to actually act because i don't jeff and i we might be able to have a like my character's jeff chef jeff mm -hmm. oh it rhymes <laughs> Jeff the chef. Wow. Was um, that intentional, Erica? All right now. Um, yeah. um, his Instagram is uh, Jeff the chef at uh, 42069. Like, that's, I, I can't remember what it was. 469 at Yahoo. He's going to be an, like an Instagram chef at one point, was what I wanted, was for him to have like yeah. a bunch of and posts and be so like obsessed with them, but they get like three likes. <laughs> all by all by him and his like parents um yeah i like doing that i like looking at it but i uh and other roles i played before i found um and definitely not the canoe project <laughs> that I, I was not playing myself in the canoe project uh no i'm not a racist government bureaucrat trying to climb up the ladder um uh, but i'm not i'm not i'm not a lot like jeff i think we could have a beer together but um even in trailer park boys i found I was like, oh, it was kind of like Jimmy McKinley reacting to a situation, which which it was a fun to play that character too. But your character uh, was called I, Dickhead in that. I know, yeah, Dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> I thank you. I um, thanks for reminding my mother of that. Um, <laughs> she's not listening. Uh, but uh, I, I, yeah, I, it was a great experience playing this, and I always like to play things that are kind of opposite to me. So. It's a good opportunity and can't wait to bring the mustache back. Maybe we'll do some sort of a Wolverine type. <laughs> I thought funny if you had the handlebar. Like like what is the it? Oh, the soul the patch thing? thing? Yeah. Oh, it's creepy. I don't like when people just have the, the no <laughs> beard and then there's the like the soul patch beard, but it's long. I'm like, what are you, a Hell's Angel? I don't well, know. That's a different <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh my God. Um, so uh guys, uh thank you guys so much for coming on the show today, by the way. Uh and uh congratulations on Odons. I'm super excited to see how it turned out. I'm excited to see you guys at the premiere uh event as well. Uh do you have any final words for any of the viewers or uh anybody listening to the podcast right now? That's all you, you, <laughs> you go first. <laughs> Uh, you go first because okay. I. This is us fighting, by the way. This is us. <laughs> this is how we fight. This is how we fight. Um, January fifteenth. Uh, I'm not sure what exact time of the day 
it comes out. When, when is this co- coming out? Frankie? This is coming out Tuesday, January 9th. Perfect. Um, yeah, so please tune in. We put a lot of work into this, and I think people are really going to find it really funny. And um, yeah, it's, uh, thank you for the Bell and Erica and everyone involved for allowing me to do continue to exist as the thing that I want to exist at. So I uh, hope everyone tunes into Bell 5 TV 1, Channel 1, the Bell 5 app um, on January 15th. You, you should be safe if you watch it after supper. I think it'll be uploaded by then. So like after like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Channel 3. So turn it to Channel 1 and um, and enjoy the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank Lauren's you sitting there listening. Jesus, Jimmy, I'm waiting here and it's not on. Dad, you're not on the right channel. Oh. Got a new set of razors. <laughs> yeah. So how about you, uh, Erica? Any final words for the viewers? Yeah, I am just, I am so grateful for the opportunity and I am so excited because this, like, we didn't make this because like, oh, we just wanted to make, we just wanted to make a TV show or Jimmy just wanted something to act in. Um, No, like we really have a story to tell here. And I really hope that we did a good job in doing that. And I really trust that our team and that's everybody. If it's our amazing director, our lighting, our sound, our makeup, our costumes, our actors, even our PA, our PA was standing outside holding an umbrella and like, dedicated, uh, like a really, really amazing team. And I just, I really hope that people enjoy it because we really, we all cared so much about making it and, uh, yep. January 15th and tune in. And we we hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you guys for coming on. And uh, oh, by the way, uh, Paul Bowes is sitting beside Jimmy. I think so. Paul, do you want to? Oh my God, Uncle Paul, do you want to like, say any final this, words? The spirit is. I can see through him. It's he sent his force ghost. <laughs> He's like he'd be like this. He'd be like this. He'd be like this. Uh, like, Paul, what are you doing here in ghost form? And how, how like, uh, the clothes that you like, he's like, Yeah, whatever you're wearing when you become a ghost is what you wear when you're when you show up as the ghost. <laughs> Patrick Swayze movie, man. Thank you so much for having us <laughs> to let us talk about our, our show coming out, man. And keep doing what you're doing, man. I love everything you do. Oh, thank you, man. And vice versa, I'm so happy that, uh, uh, I was able to take part in it and I was happy to talk to you guys here and I'm so excited to see you guys in person at the premiere and uh, yeah, guys, everyone be sure to listen or not listen, watch. Yeah. They're just going to turn it on and just listen to the background. Watch it. <laughs> listen and see. Yeah. Yeah. Listen and see. Uh, so yeah, feel free. Oh, uh, uh, you want to say something, America? Uh, I just want to say for the record, Frankie did such a good job. And if you're looking for him, he's in episode three. So yes. if you're, Yep, if you're looking for Frankie, that's where you're gonna find him. Okay, don't look too hard though, guys. Okay. Um... Well, they'll find you in the scene you're in. <laughs> <laughs> they'll find me somewhere. Yeah. I'll see if I uh, remember you're my very lines. Very likable character. We won't give anything away. <laughs> guy, guy number yeah. three. That's all. I'll yeah, say. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Amazing <laughs> guy number three. A round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, so, guys, we are going to take a short break. We will be right back. But until then, this is uh, Jimmy McKinley and Erica McLean. Signing off. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. See you guys. Love y'all. Bye.
Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cork and Entertainment Show. That was me, uh, Jimmy McKinley, and Erica McLean chatting about Odons, which comes out on Bell 5 TV 1 on January 15th, which uh, at the time of this recording, um, or well, when you guys are listening to this, I'm pre-recording this a few days before, um, but uh, it will be this uh, coming Monday, next week. Um, it's so weird whenever you uh, record podcasts uh, in advance, and then you're promoting a project, and you're like, oh, fuck, when is that coming out? Um, but, um, so yeah, January 15th, just mark your calendars, set your reminders, and uh, be sure to check it out. And uh, thank you to uh, Jimmy and Erica for coming on. Uh, always a blast. Always a blast uh, uh, with Jimmy. And then it was a, it was great to uh, uh, meet Erica for the first time. I never actually met Erica. And so uh, just, just a barrel of laughs, both of them together especially. So thank you guys both for coming on, and uh, congratulations on the show and uh, just bringing this thing to life. Something something that started off as just like a little idea, um, you know, blossomed into what it is. So, uh, yeah, so can't wait to see how it all turned out. So uh, moving on to our solo segments uh, today, um, I wanted to talk about uh, this little, uh, you know, some of you guys probably know about a little thing that's going on with Marvel right now, which is Jonathan Majors. Uh, the guy who plays or played Kang, uh, Kang the Conqueror, uh, who was set, <laughs> set to be a huge figure in the MCU. Um, yeah, that's a no-no now because he was found guilty on uh, assault charges, which, uh, you know, that was going on for a while now. And they came to a verdict. Uh, he was found guilty. And so uh, Marvel has severed ties with Jonathan Majors. And that put everything into like, holy shit, what do we do now? Um but luckily, with the MCU, now that they are in the multiverse uh, phase where they can uh, just bring in other variants of, uh, of characters, like, for example, we had uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man in his movie. We had Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come in as their Spider-Man. We had, uh, of course, uh, in The Flash, we had their own version of the multiverse, which had, of course, another um, uh, replica of The Flash. And then also, we just happened to get Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, and then... George Clooney is Batman. So we had, uh, like, you know, that was, uh, I can't wait for Bat Batman No Way Home. Um, <laughs> if only that happened. Uh, anyways, uh, this is about Marvel, uh, not, not DC. So um, what's going to happen now with Kang? Of course, there's people saying, do they just scrap the character? Do they uh, recast him? What do they do? Um, I'm a, of the mindset where if you just recast him, it's the very best. Because, as we said, um, it's not like uh, the multiverse can't do that. The uh, with the multiverse and all that uh, that's going on, they could just easily bring in another actor uh, and just say, "Oh, look, it's a Kang variant. You look like Kang." So that's probably what they're going to do, and it's probably the easiest route. Uh, but now it's just a matter of finding a good actor to do that. Now uh, there's rumors that uh, Coleman Domingo. Uh, is going to be the new Kang the Conqueror. Now, these are reports. Now, there's something that... This is because I, I know there's so many people I saw on Reddit, there were some people saying, oh my God, what do you mean? Like, uh, like it's confirmed. It's like, no, no, it's not confirmed. It's, there's nothing has been made official by Marvel or any anything. It's just, these are the rumors that are out. We don't know how these start. Uh, there could be some industry insider or something like that. Someone who was able to find out what's going on. But... This is what uh, I saw. So, um, he recently broke the silence on this. Now, well, first off, uh, who is Coleman Domingo? Um, there are lots of people who don't really know of him. Uh, for those of you guys who watch Fear the Walking Dead, and uh, I know a lot of you don't, but he, of course, for those of you who do, plays uh, Victor Strand. 
Um, and he, uh, of course, um, Fear just ended eight seasons. He's there for all eight seasons. Um, and basically, for those of you guys who don't know, the best way to describe uh, who uh, Coleman Domingo's character was in that strand um, basically he is a very, um, he's a good guy, but then he's also not a good guy. He's a con man who, yeah, sure. He has some people in the group who he likes, but, and, you know, looks to his family. But at the end of the day, he's all about just looking out for himself and he will do whatever he can to, uh, ensure his survival. And there was one point during the show where he was the main villain of a full season. He went from just a sly, shady con man into like a, you know, Hitler-esque uh, character. And, uh, you know, like just throwing people off of rooftops and uh, just killing people willy-nilly. And uh, he's a fantastic actor. He is absolutely fantastic. And, um, you know, of course, Fear the Walking Dead has had some horrible, horrible writing choices of uh, within the final years of the show. And but that did not at all take away from Coleman Domingo's uh, uh, portrayal of uh, Victor Strand. Um, although I wish the show would have had better writers because they could have written him better. But any scene he was given where it w- let's say the script was very, very poorly written, his performance would always elevate it. His performance, like as soon as you put him into it it suddenly takes a shit script into like, wow, this is actually somewhat good. Uh, but then once you actually stop and look at it, you're like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Like stop and smell the roses. I guess you're like, holy shit, this actually isn't that good. Uh, but that's just the power of someone like Coleman Domingo. Um, so that's who he is. Coleman Domingo is a fantastic actor. He was also, um, he also did of course the new film, uh, Rustin, uh, which is on Netflix. Really, really good movie. Uh, I watched it and, um, there is some, it, it's not my favorite movie of the year. It was definitely good. Um, the only reason that I didn't do a review of it is cause I watched it late. The movie came out, it was last month or like oh, a while ago anyway. And so I didn't really think it made sense to just do a review now months later so I just but really good movie I thought it was very very well done and Coleman Domingo uh I think this will get him an Oscar nomination and hopefully it does because he was terrific in this and he was also on uh some people don't know this and I I didn't really know this until so uh Bojack Horseman he was in the episode um uh what was it called it's basically uh you know spoiler alert for Bojack Horseman uh Bojack goes back to his old mom's house or her old like like summer cottage and there's a guy living next door to that cottage uh named uh I can't remember his name now he was uh he was a wasp or butterfly or I think it was a wasp uh I ought to rewatch it fantastic show anyways he uh Coleman Domingo played that um uh wasp fly whatever and um he was awesome and I didn't know it was him until uh, I downloaded uh, one of the songs off BoJack Horseman uh, that was in, in, in that episode that that uh, the character sings, and it said uh, sung by Coleman Domingo and the a- the other actress who played BoJack's uh, grandmother, and I was like, oh my god, wow, that was Coleman Domingo. Jeez, I didn't even put two and two together, and he was awesome. Uh, so, anyways, that's who he is. And so, you guys probably know that I I approve of this a hundred percent. But let's just read what it says. So, uh, uh, this is from a comic book uh, uh, reporter. Um, or CBR, they they write the following. Uh, so the article, Coleman Domingo breaks silence on possibly replacing Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. 
Uh, Rustin and Fear the Walking Dead star Coleman Domingo has his say on replacing Jonathan Majors as the MCU's Kang the Conqueror. Uh, Domingo spoke to E.T. following his Spotlight Actor Award win for Rustin at the Palm Springs Film Awards. When asked about popular rumors that he would be replacing Majors as Kang the Conqueror, he replied, I don't know right now. I'm always looking at what I have to do right now. I know there's talk and, and conversations around, and I don't know how much is true. I don't even get that from my team. I can't tell you if it's true or not. Uh, Domingo added, the fans are passionate. Somehow my name is out there in the world. I like the idea of just having your name called and someone speaking lovingly and kindly about something is a beautiful thing. With Kang's next appearance and two, yeah, they're, they're, they're talking about, uh, just some stuff there. So that, that, that's basically, uh, the, the gist of it there. Oh, excuse me. Um, and yeah, so, oh, and, um, I'm just seeing clips here now. He's on, uh, Euphoria. I don't watch, uh, Euphoria, but, um. Uh, apparently his character is is a fan favorite in that show that's of course the Z zendaya show um so yeah he's an awesome actor and i think if you're gonna like i know it's hard people say oh you know you're better off just scrapping the character and this and that and you know while i get where they're coming from we we got to keep in mind that we haven't seen kang in a lot of marvel properties of course there was loki there was um um uh ant-man um uh what was it the new one quantumania and um so you know like it's i'm sure that they can get away with it it's not going to be the end of the world um if i'm not mistaken something tells me i feel like when thanos appeared in one of the other earlier mc movies it wasn't josh brolin uh it could have like that now now i gotta look that up okay thanos let me just look that up thanos uh because i don't want to say that and then it turns out i'm incorrect um. Oh no! Portrayed by Josh Brolin. Okay, never mind. I was wrong. I was just okay. I was trying to find. Um. Uh, yeah. No, I guess I was wrong. So it, it was Josh Brolin all the way through. Okay, never mind. Uh, pardon me. Um. But anyways, I I think you can can get away with it. And as we said with the multiverse uh concept, it's very easy to do. You know, all I got to do is just say that, oh, this variant came through and he looks just like Kang. Oh, my God, it is Kang, but it doesn't look quite like him. Like, they can easily do that. And if you're going to choose an actor for it, I think Coleman Domingo is an excellent choice. For anybody who's doubting him, because I know he might not be an actor that some people will hear and go, who? Um, like the guy in Guardians of the Galaxy, who? Um, but definitely check out, like, type in, like, search up clips from Fear the Walking Dead um uh in his character strand he, you won't be disappointed the guy is a terrific actor uh and he plays an excellent villain i saw a comment uh where was it here uh it was uh i was kind of just uh skimming through reddit and someone comments uh oh god where is it here um right here uh uh to be on uh this guy um <laughs> his name is please give me patience on reddit because uh, I was skimming through this earlier. Uh, uh, to be honest, TBH, I'm not feeling it. I like this actor, but I feel like Jonathan Majors brings much more physicality to the role, which makes him more naturally intimidating. I think they should keep looking. Which I can see, like, you know, you you compare Jonathan Majors and Coleman Domingo, there's a little bit of a difference there. But look, like, the dude's got chops. And uh, especially seeing him as a villain on Fear the Walking Dead, where he was like... Even not just when he was a full villain, but even him just like his regular character where he's so sly and he's so shady and he's so selfish and he'll he'll kill you if he has to and he'll betray whoever he, he needs to in order to ensure his survival. You're almost afraid of him just like that. You know what I mean? Now, not that Kang and, and uh, Victor Strand are two of the same characters, but 
that that kind of thing. Like I think he he, uh, he can pull it off, and I fully support uh, him replacing Jonathan Majors. But um, I'll put that as a poll up on uh, Spotify. Uh, do you think uh, Coleman Domingo would be a perfect choice to play Kang? Uh, yes or no? And uh, be sure to vote on that poll so I can see where you guys all stand on that one. And so our last piece of uh, entertainment news today and for our last solo discussion topic for this episode is uh, this uh, <laughs> news that I thought was a joke. I swear to God I saw this. I'm like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> I saw this. I could not get over it. Um, so, uh, of course, they're doing a Minecraft movie, which uh, I, I first heard in, um, you know a while ago. And I was like, huh, they're doing a Minecraft movie. Okay, that's interesting. Then again, we all thought them doing a Mario movie and a Sonic movie and all that was a horrible idea. And here we are. And we all thought a Lego movie was terrible. And here we are. Um, so now they're doing one for Minecraft. So, um, but, so guess who's going to play Steve, who was the main character of Minecraft? Um, uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, peaches, peaches, peaches. Uh, Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black. Uh, yeah, he's been cast as uh, Steve for Minecraft, for the Minecraft movie. So this is the article from Deadline. Jack Black levels up for Minecraft at Warner Bros. Um, production is about to get underway on Warner Bros. slash Vertigo slash Legendary's feature take on Mohang and Microsoft's Minecraft. And sources are telling us that Jack Black is joining the cast of the Jason Momoa-led movie. Oh, yes, that's right. Jason Momoa is in it as well. Um, the pick's plot is under wraps, with writing and credits still being determined. We hear Jack Black is playing the role of Steve. Also starring in Minecraft are Emma Myers, Danielle Brooks, and Sebastian Eugene Hansen. Uh, the Mohang sandbox title is the best-selling video game of all time, with 300 million copies sold and nearly 140 million monthly active players. Um, and they talk a little bit more about who's involved with the production and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, what do I think about them doing a Minecraft movie? I think it's a great idea. Like, I'll just be honest here. I mean, like, before I was kind of like, oh my god, like, are they really just going to milk every friggin' video game to death until there's nothing left? Um, but, you know, you look at Minecraft and you look at how popular it is. And then I think they're also kind of going by what they saw with uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie where some people might have thought it was a horrible idea. Like they're announcing Chris Pratt as Mario and, oh, and Jack Black as Bowser, too, which uh, people did like. I liked it as well, too. Um, but you you were just thinking this can't be good. This can't be good at all. And here we are, and the movie was a success and made over a billion dollars. They're going to do a sequel. I haven't heard news since, but they are doing a sequel to it. And uh, so I think it's like, why not just make more video game movies? Like, just go for it, you know? Shoot your shot. And is there really a better one to do than Minecraft? I mean, think about it, though. Like, as it said, Minecraft is the best-selling video game of all time. Um, and it's also one of my favorite games of all time. Um hard to say if it's my most favorite game ever but you know that's uh, another topic for another time uh but i still play minecraft to this day like religiously um and i'm not ashamed to say it judge me i don't give a shit um <laughs> um uh, and uh yeah so to me when you really stop and think about like you see it from the outside and you think this isn't a good idea. This is just a cash grab. Like, oh, come on. They're really going to do a Minecraft movie. But when you stop to think about it and just think about the success of all other video game adaptations, you'd be stupid not to make a Minecraft movie in that case. And um, now what do I think of Jack Black as Steve? I mean, 
we'll see how it goes. I mean, like, it's not like we have anything to go by. Like, one of the reasons why Chris Pratt's Mario was so uh, people hated it at first was because Mario had that distinct voice that we all came to know and love. Uh, and so we hear Chris Pratt and we're like, what the hell? Like, Chris Pratt, what the fuck? Um, and so we kind of grew to like it and accept it. And then everybody loved his Mario. I'm still, um, I wasn't the biggest fan. He did better than I had thought, but I still wasn't totally big on his Mario um, due to the just annoyingly uh, inconsistencies that he had with the voice. Now, that's just my opinion. I know some people I talk to uh, about that say, well, oh, uh, what do you mean? He was consistent throughout. He was great. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a pet peeve of mine. Maybe I'm just looking too much into it, but I wasn't a big fan of that, but uh, one person who didn't uh, disappoint in that movie was Jack Black as Bowser. And uh, and then so, of course, we don't really have a- anything to go by for Steve's voice. Like, it's not like Steve has this very distinct voice where he talks like this. And then it'd be like, why the hell is Jack Black playing him? Um, with this, we don't really know. We don't re- like Steve doesn't have a voice. It's just like the or that that's a villager. But like, we don't know. Like, Jack Black is just going to give that to us. And for now on, when we play Minecraft, we're going to be walking around uh, in a Steve skin and just saying like, Hey, I'm playing as Jack black. So that's where I stand on it. I think it's a good idea. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, but I know not everybody might be entirely sold on it. So I definitely want to hear everybody else's thoughts and opinions, uh, on social media. Um, do you think it's a good idea? Jack black as Mario or not (laughs) Jack black as Mario, Jack black as Steve. Um, and uh, is the Minecraft movie a good idea? Like, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I mean, as I said, once you really stop and think about it, you'd be stupid not to considering the success of all the other ones. And the most successful video game of all time, the best-selling video game ever made, is Minecraft. So to do a feature film adaptation, yeah, you're goddamn right that would make money. I'd be shocked if it didn't hit a billion dollars. I'm going to predict that right now. You can call bullshit on me. Call, call me on my bullshit all you want. I don't care. Minecraft movie, when it comes out, is going to hit a billion dollars. I can guarantee that. Or maybe I shouldn't say I guarantee it, but I'm I'm going to put... Uh, I would bet some money on it that it would it would uh, hit a billion dollars. But we'll cross that bridge uh, when we get to it. When is that movie coming out? Um, i got to look this up now because that's going to drive me nuts. Uh, um, hop, 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 hop. Hop, 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 hop. They don't even say that in the article. Like when it just says... Uh, they're aiming for an early 2024 start. Uh, filming was supposed to happen earlier, but it was delayed because of the strike. Uh, so whatever it comes out, I don't know when it's coming out, but either way, I'm excited to see it. And hopefully you guys are too. Let me know what you think. And uh, we're going to call it for the show there today, guys. I want to thank uh, Jimmy McKinley and Erica McLean for coming on the show. Guys, But definitely be sure to watch O'Don's January 15th uh, on Bell 5 TV 1. And uh, also, guys, be sure to check out our Night of One Act plays that is uh, starting uh, Friday night for one night and one night only uh, with desserts, assorted desserts, and two wonderful one act plays. Uh, They're heartwarming, they're hilarious, they're gut busting, and uh, we hope you guys have a good time. So uh, spread the word. We'd love to fill the theater, and uh, tickets are $25. Purchase at the door by texting or calling 1506-624-6... I shouldn't talk so fast (laughs) because I've said it so many times. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, $25, 624-3315. 
for your ticket reservations. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. Uh, next week, of course, we will have our special Insiders podcast on the Night of One X, where we kind of go in depth and talk about the show. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you guys uh, this weekend. So anyone who's listening out of the, out of the country, if, if you're looking for something to do, you're like, I want to get out of the, my, my country for a few days, come on down, you know. But whether people will or not, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. And uh, anyways, guys, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Until then, this is Frankie signing off. Have a good week, guys.